Welcome to the True Blood Authority, the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's True Blood Vampire Television Series. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me this week is... Cecily. <laughs> I had you go in there for a second. I thought it was going to be someone else. I don't know what I'm doing. Orange and New Black and True Blood just kind of fading, <laughs> fading into me this this episode. We're covering, speaking of... Episode, like Ginger and Eric? Like Ginger and Eric. Uh, like, just three, three sentences, and I'm just quivering in a pool underneath the desk. <laughs> podcasting desk. Uh, Love is to Die, episode 709 of the seventh season of True Blood. What did you think of this episode? I'm not impressed. It was a good episode, though, except for all the terrible things that happened. Yeah, I feel like, like it was artfully done. It was like really artfully done, a shot pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> like the piss Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like if you're going to have an episode that has so many, like, so much head shaking. Uh, oh no! The first time we watched this thoughts. episode, I was yelling. I was yelling at the TV. But but if you're going to do something like that, the way to totally redeem it is with massive fan service. And Eric and Ginger was in my in my word my mind in my words and my brain and my thoughts <laughs> and my soul and the inward parts of me perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's exactly how I imagined. Well, no, it's not exactly how I imagined it. It's better than say. I imagined it. And that's whenever writers are able to do that I, with fan service, I take my hat off. I'm literally taking my hat <laughs> off to, to them. Oh, no, put your hat back on. <laughs> All right, hat's, hat is back on now. Shall we talk about the episode? Or do you have some background information about the people who are responsible for the crimes yes. <laughs> that were committed? This episode was written by Howard Deutscht. Deutscht. He's Sprechensie Deutsch. He's directed two other episodes, or written two other episodes this season, so we already know plenty about him. Is he? Did he do a good one? Has he written a good episode? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't remember specifically which ones. <laughs> okay, that's what I was hoping for. But... Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't get that. And I'm used to disappointment. Not from you, though. This is a new experience. And I believe we have a correction that we have to make. Mm, about what? About Mr. Ball. Nope, save that for the feedback. An apology. We'll about it. Right. Anyway, we'll save that for the feedback, but... An apologetic. This, <laughs> this episode was directed by the actual showrunner this season, Brian Buckner. He's a showrunner for the last half of season six as well. Hmm. Okay. So we were in kind of good hands, I guess. <laughs> What yes. we'll, we'll we'll see what went wrong. Uh, we begin <laughs> immediately after last episode, as Bill has just rejected the cure that could save his life, and he says he has accepted his fate. And everyone, literally everyone in the cast, points out that look, dumbass, the definition of fate is development of events beyond a person's control. You now have a choice to cure yourself, and you're choosing not to. And he says, "Fawn, you're right. I am choosing the true death." It's like, and and he keeps on like I can't give a reason. I can't give a reason. No, I can't give. Give me some more time to think of something good that you'll buy. <laughs> yeah, as I spin my evil web of lies. I told you he was evil. I told you from the very beginning. Didn't see Eric being his accomplice because we had a really nice session of bill slapping going on. Yeah, that was a, good. A rousing session of bill slapping, and he I'm, brought it to an end with this I'm incredible su- vampire speed. Yeah, I'm surprised that Bill um, <laughs> was just so dramatic to like turn his head because you know that he's he's a vampire. He's a vampire. 
Right. He's made out of like stone and sure. he's strong and sookie slaps don't feel like nothing. But he's certainly uh, going to flinch from him because he could probably see him coming a mile away. Oh yeah, and he could just like It'd micro like, dodge. It, like for <laughs> vampire, it's like a, a three toed sloth trying to bitch slap you. Even if they're really trying hard, it's going to take five minutes for it to come. So That's fortunately true. for various Yakuza. Eric conveniently forgets that he has super speed every well, once in a while. Well, you know, I think he was just giving Sookie permission to be angry about his decision because... <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I feel very divided on the issue. I feel like it's bullshit that he's putting Jessica and Sookie through that. He's not even that old. No. Like, Eric, I can understand. Sure. Like, Although, he's ready to die, but he got over that pretty quick. It seems like the Hep V also depresses you. That's exactly what Eric says. It attacks the spirit as well. I know, and that's what Eric told him, but still, that was a... You know what? We should just get right into it. <laughs> yeah, what? Get right into what? The uh, season. The episode? Oh, yeah. We're already into discussing <laughs> Oh, I thought we were still talking about bullshit. All right, I'm talking about something that happens later, so I'll save, I'll can that. Okay. Um, Jessica, much like the writers, has forgot she's been released like three times already. Yes. So they do another big final. I mean, here's the thing. I looked it up. It, Season three, episode eight, he released her. If he, he wasn't, if she hadn't, wasn't released, Bill gave her a maker command when he was chained up and the witches were calling him the sunlight. Mm-hmm. And she fucking ignored it. Mm-hmm. So, but then in season five, he gave a maker command. No, maybe it was season six when he was Billeth, and he gave a maker command for her to come to him, and it almost killed her. Yeah, it but, almost like destroyed. So it's very inconsistent. I don't know. Did becoming Billeth like repop their maker virginity or something? I don't know. It's much like the hymen. <laughs> Bill and and Jessica's maker bond is like Jessica's hymen. It's just continually redoing itself. Fifteen minutes later, she'll be right back under his thrall. Uh, uh, but no, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It's like Jessica, I triple dog release you this time. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck. Line, line, circle, dot. Now you are released. Goddamn! <laughs> I, I was like, what kind of ceremony does he have to? This was a really impressive maker it was. releasing. It was. It this was. was good. This was this was five sentences away from being a, a commencement speech. You're right. I, if you ever get invited to do a commencement speech at some person's graduation, I think you do. You should do that. In Bill's voice. No, I want to see. When I look at all the zero. shining vampire faces before me, <laughs> it reminds me of the time. I don't know. I was gonna. I, I can't. No. I, I I can't really. Make something up on the spot. So let's move on to Jessica and Sookie going to Sam's house because... Reasons. There wasn't enough plot to give them a good reason to go. Because because here's... Uh, Sookie would have gone to Al's seed, but he's dead. She would have gone to Eric's if we reject him last, season, uh, last episode. He Bill, already comforted her, and that wasn't really enough. Yeah, so she runs to her other... Bill decided he would rather die than be with her. She runs to her other side piece, and he's just up and left town. But not yeah, before her, leaving like, her... Her option number four, yeah, who she th- thought would always be there, right? He's <laughs> gone. Can you imagine Nicole? He's like just writing this notes. It's like, are, are we gonna? Are, are, I thought we're leaving, babe. Now, just a minute. Hey, you said you packed this box. I need you to carry this heavy ass box outside. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I got another microwave to lug around. 
what are you writing this note for? It's to Suki. Oh, like she was just, she was going to just le- let him leave that on the ki- the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, he actually drove back in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, he flew back with it like an true. owl. <laughs> That's true. Like Harry Potter With the owl. notes in his beak, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. A lot of people were incensed that they essentially wrote off Sam Merlot mm-hmm. in a off-camera note kind of deal. Yeah. I guess I didn't have a problem with that. Did you? No, I didn't. I mean... I mean, Phil Z of the Nattercast, the Natterborn, uh, I think quit the show. I think he quit the show over this. Sam? Yeah, Sam. Sam getting written off the... Literally written off the show. He quit the show? No, no, Phil Z of the Nattercast. Oh, he quit watching the show? Yes. Well, what do I care what he's watching? I don't have a good rejoinder <laughs> for that. I just have care and empathy for other people. Even you're just ones saying that, that people d- are upset by it. No, yes, I get yes. it. Um, I can, see a fellow. Know, I see a fellow angry and upset, and I can feel that feeling. For I understand that you lack that ability, but I think this show is kind of like How I Met Your Mother. When they first started, they thought, you know what, we've got enough enough to go on here. There's like. I forget how many, like 18, 27 books. Mm-hmm. We could go on forever, and we will. People love it. Right. And then, you know, they got to the end of season six. Things were a little rocky, and they thought, well, we got to close up shop. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, and the amount of time they had to wrap up Sam's storyline, I think I'm okay with it. Okay. But maybe they could have given that same sort of decency to some of the other characters that mm-hmm. we don't need more of. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like, like Bridget or Letty and May. Jason and fucking Letty May, of course. Yeah, I mean that's the that's Give the up real all Letty May's time for literally at least an hour of screen time. She and Tara has got have gotten. By the way, no one else has mourned. Uh, Pam's made like made a sentence or two comment. Sookie, this is her best friend in the fucking world, and she's all about her hep B boyfriend. I don't know. I know. I, I, I realize that it's upset. like her second or third death. Yes. <laughs> but I just feel- uh, Jessica's re- second releasing was a bigger deal than Tara's, any of Tara's deaths. Right. Uh, I feel like that it was pretty artfully done, though. That's why it didn't upset me. What? The Sam, oh, Sam? Sam's leaving. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was nice. Okay. Um, anyway, Arlene is having a new theory at Merlot, or not Merlot's, at uh, the Belfour's. BBG. The bellflowers, bellfleurs. She says, if you build it, they will come. And I guess by building it, she's referring to a private party thrown amongst the wait staff and the hangers-on and the family members. I think she's talking about a, a giant um, raw meat shrine in the front yard. <laughs> it she's bringing it back. Two, she's y'all. bringing it back, yep. <laughs> I want to see those eyes black. Come on now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy gets his letter, which you, you're just kind of set up to be this big emotional thing, and it's just... Yeah, uh, I was racking my brain. I was like, what have they left unfinished between these two? Yeah, that they have right? To, that they have to have a secret letter to wrap up? I mean, this is going to be real. No. This is good. He's going to leave, like, the bar, or he's going to make Andy his godfather for his unborn child. It's going to have something to do with Terry. No. He's going to reveal the actual fact that Andy has Panther in him. <laughs> Untapped Panther. He's going to give him the secret spell he needs to re, uh, to to unrenounce his weird pantherness. 
<laughs> Who, Andy? Yeah. When was Andy ever going to be a Panther? I'm just saying. That's one of the things that could... That was on the table. Yeah, I, I definitely. But no, it's just table. a resignation. A very curt resignation. He's going to tell him where to find a brothel full of uh, full of uh, fairy women <laughs> that like to meet in the woods. Um, That's about it. No, uh, but Jess- what actually the letter says is that Sam is resigning. And it's just that easy to quit a town. Sure. As the mayor. Sure. Uh, Did you know who all was in attendance at this party? No. I Okay, let me see if I get it right. It's Andy and Holly mm-hmm. and Wade and Adeline and what's-his-face. Rocky, son. the Rocky, other one. Rocky, the other dumb fuck. Uh, it's, it's Lafayette, Big John, Arlene Keith, and who, who am I missing? James. Oh, yeah, James, right? And Willa. 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 Isn't that weird? Seriously? Willa was at the table? Yeah. She was sitting at the end. I had to, like, freeze frame for a second because I couldn't believe... I was trying to figure out who was all there. Mm-hmm. And you just barely got a glimpse of her, which makes me wonder why even she was there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially it's like, you know, there's no no uh letty may to stumble in and want to drink her blood or stab her in the shoulder it's like yeah she was staying with we're done with you will you've been dismissed yeah she was staying with them with the uh, the reverend and letty may and she... then she showed up at her at a uh, sookie's party where did she go she's ha- has to have like a huge inheritance from feel, her father i feel like Maybe that, she's got that giant house she must have had some speaking lines because no way would they get her there just to be in the background and they cut it for editing or something she'll be under yeah. deleted i bet she'll be under deleted scenes of season seven nah she'll probably be deleted from the deleted scenes you know the well ones aren't even... fuck you then. <laughs> uh let's see what else uh james and jessica talk it out and they are cool hoyt and bridget talk it out and they are not cool uh it seems like he's lying about even though he's telling 100 percent the factual truth of what happened he is leaving out a whole lot of emotional truth that she is picking up on and being highly suspicious. And just when it looks like the storm's going to blow over, Hurricane Jessica blows in. Oh, my God. Banging on the door. Hoyt, Hoyt, I got to speak to you right now. He's got a point. He is being a total shit to her. You know, he's this heartbroken guy. I can understand why he went to the bar to drink it out with Jason. But she's there packing up his mother's house, his mother who he never met. Mm -hmm. And she just... Generally, He's getting out under the pretense of I can't handle this, I can't handle this, I'm a man, I can't handle this. And meanwhile, he's running errands for his ex-girlfriend. I just... But he doesn't know that's nah. his ex-girlfriend. It's Here's... just some really hot, red-headed vampire he wants to get in with. <laughs> so it's but like, he's is that leaving better? Tom- yeah. He's leaving tomorrow, so I may as well spend this precious time I have here chasing some coups. Yeah, right. We'll want to play another game of What If. <laughs> okay, let's do it. What If... Hoyt and Bridget had just gone home after the last episode. Jessica and Jason never got together. Boom, they're done. Why do you have to make it so complicated? Why couldn't you spend more time doing something more interesting with the characters we want to see? I've just never bought Hoyt and Jessica. Hoyt was clearly her starter boyfriend. But they were meant to be together. No, no, I don't. All the sweaty, oddly PG-13 stage sex between Hoyt and Jessica and the world can't convince me. Because what she was saying about being bored with him and doing all that was absolutely... It's nothing about the dark side. Hoyt's just the kind of guy that will sit around and watch a fucking a dangerous catch marathon on the Discovery Channel. 
And he does. And he did while she was out cheating on him. Yeah, exactly. Twice. One time, nobody knows about because she glamoured it out of him. Uh And then she glamoured the entire relationship out of him. Sure. I wish I could go back and see exactly what she said to him. Mm, Well, it's it's gone now. And and we just have the finale, so. I'm assuming we won't see Hoyt again. And Jess, well, probably we will. Well, Shit. <laughs> Shit. Just because you assume that's going to happen means that it is factually going to happen. Well, I mean, Jessica has to be in the finale because she's Bill's daughter. Right. There's got to be some kind of mutual reconciliation when Bill inevitably takes a cure or uh, one listener has the, a th- theory that she's going to blast the vampire out of him with her half fairy power now because she can't generate a whole ball. <laughs> she used half of that picking a lock last episode. <laughs> Then she used a quarter more opening a uh, pickle jar that she's just really struggling with. And she was having a rough night the other night, so she used just a tiny bit more to open a bottle of wine. It was hard to open. It was one of those twist-offs, and it was really stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that remaining 11% juice is going to be enough to knock the vampire right out of Bill. Or that. (laughs) Uh, But anyway... Uh, let's see. What are we talking about? Uh, this, uh, this is such a suck situation from from everyone's perspective. Bridget says, look, if you walk out and go with that vampire girl to hear about your history that you can't remember, then we're through. Shouldn't he be a little more shocked? Shouldn't they both be a little more shocked? Like you took away a piece of my memory and you want to stand here and try to claim it again? Like, like, like if... If some strange-looking woman came in the door and said, we were together for six months and you remember nothing about it because I stole those memories and I can tell you about it, and you at the door, at the door, it's like, Huff's like, how dare you recover your memory? You step out there. That's just, that's an unreasonable demand. And I feel like the Bridget and Hoyt thing, Hoyt was being an asshole for no good reason. She was massively overreacting to a man who had just lost his mother and been through all kinds of emotional stress. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he did kind of more or less tell the truth, and they're going to go home the next day. No, he lied to her. Uh, yeah. He was being an asshole. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like... Wait, how often I could you... hear the typewriters in the background. I, the, the writers were so close and, and meddling with the situation. And I, I, I wasn't going to enjoy a Jessica Hoyt reunion anyway, because you remember when I was marathoning it. I'm like, oh, oh, this is terrible. He's all wrong for Jessica. This is horse shit. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But whatever uh my only solace is they'll get they'll do the whole thing over again and hoyt will get devastated again (laughs) and he'll she will cheat on him left and right he's gonna be the new ginger he's gonna (laughs) get brain wiped so many times (laughs) she's gonna be mindlessly in love with her that he'll be able to orgasm from just three dry humps and done (laughs) yeah out for the night Mm -hmm. uh so he goes outside and he's like, "You need to calm down and catch your breath. And once you do that, I want you to tell us, tell me the story of us." Oh God! Bar and this is Rama. all right outside the house that Bridget is sitting. Like, yeah, you she's can see lo- Bridget like looking out of the window behind them. Yeah, just making these outrages. While so, she's on phone, Jason just watching them. So Bridget's not the type of girl who's going to lay down and watch this happen. Hell no, she's mm-hmm. going to call Officer Stackhouse. Jason W. Stackhouse, Deputy of Renard Parish. Sheriff's Department over to fuck her yeah. in Hoyt's mother's bed. Probably that was her. That was her grand plan. Oh yeah, she's hoping he would just pull up and walk right past them, talking about the story of us. And uh, he says, "Bridget, this uh, shit's about to go bad. I'll be right there." He heads over in a squad car. Uh, Sookie's talking to Arlene because Sookie is being Sookie. She's being standoffish and 
uh, moping in the corner, listening to Depeche Mode, hoping for someone to come up and say, what's wrong? <laughs> and Arlene is loves to be – I mean, she lives for the, the situation to be Arlene comes over and she says – Suki, how about some tequila? Yeah. Because <laughs> that worked last time. <laughs> Here's a Here, jacket. you want to borrow my jacket? <laughs> yeah. uh, so she says that her and Keith are taking it slow because if she has sex, it'll kill him. That's always a good reason. She said, hey, well, I'm glad to hear that your relationship's going well, but my ex-boyfriend's dying really fast. Do you remember right. that? Last boyfriend who died really fast, like just a couple days ago. <laughs> well, I got a new one to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. He's the one I really loved. She has the nerve to imply that she's asking Sookie for adv- advice in dating vampires. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did you get glamored and forgot you were in six full seasons of True Blood? Mm-hmm. You want to take this one's advice for dan- dating vampires? My God. Uh, but eventually she wears down and joins and joins the party because... You know, when people start eating, they're going to ignore her, and she couldn't let that happen. <laughs> uh, Eric shows up at Bill's house and says, uh, look, man, this disease attacks the spirit as well, the body. What you're doing to Sookie is unconscionable. And then Bill says, hey, did you get those fever dreams? A lot of fever dream about Sookie having a baby, and its face was a void. I looked it up. Void is actually a Greek word that means wear baby. Ah, oh, yes, I knew that. So, th- there you go. Yes, he, he clearly. He, he doesn't want to be a vampire dad to a werewolf's cub. He's not ready to be a, a step... <laughs> were- wolf father? A step wolf father? Uh, and he's like, <laughs> I'm I'm out. I'm, I'd rather die of Hep V and sploosh into an, a cloud of gore than <laughs> raise this other man's cub. Fuck that. Or other man's pup. Pup. I ain't raising no other man's pup. Bullshit. <laughs> Uh, but he's, he says, you know, look, I've I've lied to her, I've threatened her, I've o- almost raped her, and you know, this is all this that thing's the, what I've the point I'm always making. This is just a fairy blood, and he kind of yep. really put it poetically. It's the darkness and the light. Yes, I, we're attracted to her light, just like she's attracted to our darkness. So why doesn't Sookie feel the same way about Eric? I wouldn't Eric also have to die under the same logic in order for her to move on. Oh, I don't. Know. I to me, I feel to... like that's this is Eric's whole deal. He is playing that devious guy game where he's like, you know, these guys are on the skids, and if I if I openly attack the other dude, it's just going to piss off Sookie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be super supportive. So when Bill does vaporize into that inevitable cloud of gore, I'm going to be right there to swoop in and give her to Superman Lois Lane. Can you read my mind treatment? Oh, yeah. Eric's back to full he's, fighting weight. He's, he's he's bringing out the Richard Donner script, and he's going to take her flying above uh, <laughs> Bon Tom Metropolis, mm-hmm. whatever. This fetid swamp of Bon Tom that looks so lovely from the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he says, would you talk to her for me? Of course, Eric does after he rolls his eyes so hard that you can hear the, the optic bu- nerves click. Oh. Uh, Jason comes up to Jessica and Hoyt and just gets leveled. He goes, Hoyt. Jason, or he goes, Hoyt, Hoyt, wait, I don't know what she told you. Yeah. Why did Jason think it was a good idea to come over? I don't if, know. Because p- people weren't being you, emotionally intrusive enough in the Hoyt's yeah, life. Yeah, clearly you already took one ass beating for Jessica. This man is grieving his domineering mother, okay? He's just been in town 24 days. He's shot a vampire. He's rescued you all from a fate worse than death, literally, like that 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 red hot poker dildo. Wait a minute, isn't the no whole, joke? Isn't the whole reason 
why Hoyt killed Violet was because Jason slept with Jessica. Weren't they reheating? Like, weren't they being currently microwaved? I'm telling came you. In? I'm telling you. I don't know what the writers are thinking. This is what I call a kitchen sink omelet. You take <laughs> last night's leftovers, throw them all together, cook it up with eggs, and I don't know. It looks like shit, but I guess it goes down. I feel like this is the like in the leftovers where the kids are playing a cell phone, spin the bottle. Yeah. And they, they, they spin the cell phone, and iPhone says, choke her. It's like, well, shit, what are we going to do? We're going to have to have choke sex What the now. iPhone the, says I, to do. That's what the writers are spinning, and it says, you know, Jessica and Jason. They're like, yeah, all right, next episode. Yeah, they've got those little episode. tags on their heads that have, like, character <laughs> names. <laughs> Jessica Hoyt, well, the iPhone has spoken. I don't know. Um, so he gets punched out. Uh, he blacks out for five minutes, comes to. She's worried about concussions. He's like, oh, I've had a lot of concussions. How do you think I got the way I am? Uh <laughs> The five-minute concussion, that's that's a pussy concussion. That ain't shit. Uh, he says, hey, you need to come back to my place, but we ain't going to have sex tonight. And then I love his, trust me, Bridget, it needed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a concussion? Yes, actually, I've had two concussions. Yeah. They're no, they are no joke. And now, like, a firm wrap to the head will make my head go like, yeah. just to this day. Yeah, I've had so many concussions that I can't even remember how many concussions I've had. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually horrifying had so many concussions that i've glamored myself i will pray for you as don't it's on. far too late as we move on uh, it needed to be said though the <laughs> the yakuza drags sarah up from her basement so she can be taken back to blonde yep and because this is an elaborate scheme that pam's cooked up to whore her out to high priced vampire clientele yeah you All want right. her to be as close to the original model as possible. Yeah, sure. Because especially since this would be like a hate sucking slash fucking, you know, this is going to be the... Oh, my God. This is so horrible. It is. It's. is. I'm actually kind of surprised. I'm disgusted by what they're doing. There's been a few plot lines where True Blood has honestly, like, kind of shocked me, and this is one of them. Like... You are going. This character is despicable, and we hate her. But do we really want to see, see her get raped for gang, the rest of her gang life? Gang raped for the rest of her life for other people's profit? Really? God, that's so messed up. But then again, I've never known a person who has purposefully infected millions of people and killed them all. I know. I I don't. It's like it's like okay, you get Adolf Hitler. Could we all watch Adolf Hitler be gang raped on like t- television? Post circa World War Two, I don't know. I, don't th- I mean, I don't think so because it doesn't make you any better of a person when you can dole out the same horrific violence to the person who's doing the horrific violence. No, it's interesting because I just before uh, before rights. we podcasted today, I was looking. They had something on Reddit called it like this: fifty rare historical photos. One of them was, um, uh, the, I guess, the Americans. They've made this um, concentration camp documentary it's one of the war reporters and they did it and it's a really quick turnaround but they made a bunch of uh, german pow's watch it and they filmed one of them took a picture of the sea of german pow's watching it and you should seen these reactions there's people like weeping they had their hand they're covering their eyes they're just freaking out at this awful things that they themselves have perpetrated under their name so i yeah i was like i don't think that people are wired that way yeah you know, public executions that still go on to this day and that we as Westerners indulged in until the last hundred years or so to decide. Yeah. I don't know that we really – I don't know. Man, how are we wired? 
No, we totally, totally can do this. We're totally capable of this. Vampirism or not. Yeah, there's there's horrible things happening in other countries today, right now. But it's just still, it's it's unsettling. The implication is going. Oh yeah, no. I mean, that's the reason why we don't know about it is because it's too much to handle. Uh, Jason helps Bridget with the airline because he's got a way with women. Uh, He just mind fucks Marlies into helping Bridget get home a day earlier. I go. Uh, I guess. And then, since he doesn't know how to not have sex with women, he beats a hasty retreat, uh, leaves, her to the, leaves her to the bedroom, he sits in the Lazy Boy, and ices down his junk. And in a very artistic flourish, it cuts to Hoyt icing, icing down his, his hand. hand. Yeah. Uh, As it goes down Jessica's pants. <laughs> but this this is another gross scene, because Jessica's like, look... Back when I was dating you, I was young, I was naive, I wanted to explore my dark side and sow my oats, but it's been like a year, year and a half now. <laughs> I'm and a I'm, completely different person. I'm all grown up, and you saved me during this traumatic experience, and that's real love, Hoyt. <laughs> and I've only broken up two other people's relationships this week. <laughs> this week. This week. <laughs> well, th- three, including her own original relationship. Mm. Jesus. I don't have much more to say about the scene because Man. the rest of me writing about Hoyt and uh, Jessica, it's hard to read over to vomit stains. I just uh, wrote you, you, uh, million G's, H, H, H. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, we go there where Pam needs to remove the gag because it's, it's in, impeding her ability to make her a peroxide blonde. And... Uh, she gives a speech where, in case we missed the point before, she's like, hey, you reminded me of this this prostitute that thought she's good, too good to be a prostitute, but turns out she totally wasn't because she was sold into prostitution and, and mm. the men just fucking used her as a whore anyway. Mary of Bethany? Did yeah. you get that reference? No, no, no. I, I had to look did. it up because I don't read the Bible. Isn't that Mary Magdalene? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, another another biblical proper Another whore. famous whore. Another famous whore. Who's, who thought she was too good to be a whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this isn't that kind of True grossness. Uh, this oh. is a different kind of grossness. Uh, they're going to be selling her. And if you play your cards right, you might become the highest paid trollop in history. We find out this season, Pam knows a billion different words for whore. Yeah, she does. She's getting at the thesaurus. She used to be a madam herself. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's actually true. Right? Yes, that's okay. true. Bridget's head's spinning because she wakes up in the middle of the night. Jason's cock is frozen, and he explains his way of women because it's just, you know, he's no good at math, but he's always been good at women. And she says, what's well, because you're sweet and kind and nothing to do with how you look? Bullshit. And this is Bullshit. where my eyes rolled so fast that they just went off track and were flying out into the universe. And that's the thing. Like, no one wants to talk about the attractiveness bias or the attractiveness privilege, but it's the one, like, universe... If you're good-looking... Your life is going to be better than if you were less good looking. And better better looking, more athletic, more fit people are going to have a higher level of confidence. It's going to, it's going to translate into a better uh, success in their sex life. Absolutely. And you and can't that's divorce that to be from... ashamed of. You can't divorce... No! It's not to be ashamed of, but don't fucking pretend like if he looked like the hunchback of fucking Notre Dame that he would be pounding tail left, right, and center. It's not going to happen. The chiseled abs, his his frosted tipped hair, his square jaw. That's not what she's his saying. Iron Forge cock. It she, all goes into the trying... soup bowl with the 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 cuddly warmth and the fact that he's basically a good guy. 
He's not, though. <laughs> He's basically the what? worst person ever. Why? Look at him. Look uh, at that face. Yeah, I don't know. He's done uh, some really horrible things. That, that that's true. And he's always done this like puppy dog thing where he's like, "Oh, I got roped into this," and "Oh, it was an accident. I just happened to be there." Well, well, one of the worst things he's done in recent memory is narrate, give a voiceover to <laughs> Jessica and Hoyt having a really crappy, gross sex scene. Uh, talking about how they're meant to be together and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, they belong to have the, to each other. So Bridget says, says, you know what? I'm so moved by this. I'm going to teach you how to not have sex with a woman. And Hoyt says there's something missing inside of him. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to teach him that there's not. Yeah. Uh, Eric goes to talk to Sookie and says, look, you need to hear Bill say these ridiculous things because I promise it's not ridiculous when Stephen Moyer says them. It sounds totally legit and cool and you will fall for it. That's what we're all counting on. <laughs> and then uh, I heard it myself, and I thought it was bullshit. But it sounds like something you'd be totally into. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can sing it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, the last episode. <laughs> if it was a musical, all will be forgiven. Can we agree Actually, to that? I'm pretty sure I got a, a screener. Uh huh. And but it's just this one. The very final scene. Uh huh. Is. You can't even get it out. You're so proud of yourself. What is it? I can't wait to hear. Is Stephen Moyer doing an acoustic rendition of Dido's Thank You? <laughs> All right. Um, he says, want a lift? And he vampires her up. As the sun comes up. and poof. The other funny thing I thought is that I thought that maybe he would have this like romantic vampire flight with her. No, he's flying at like subsonic vampire speeds. No, yeah, he can fly. No, I know that. I'm just saying that. Can he fly at a speed that would be comfortable? Oh, like to be Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah, I mean, she's like, oh, I've never seen Bond times like that. Like what? Like a ballistic missile? <laughs> you left the ground at just below the speed of sound, and you landed that way too. Did you see anything? Could you breathe? Just a blur. Yeah, my I'm god. Surprised you didn't just land and throw up because that's got to be traumatic to the <laughs> yeah. internal. Every bone. That's the funny. He's never done this to a human before, and he just broke every bone in her body from the G-force acceleration. <laughs> he just dropped her into a puddle of sucky goo, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> shit, I made Bill a promise. His last promise ever." He's, he's he slits his wrist and just sprays it all over the puddle. Come on, this has got to work. He's like pumping the goo. Come on, mix it up, mix it up. I saw I saw this happen to Bill. He came up out of the blood pool. Let's see it happen. Stuffing her skins back inside of her shirt and her jeans, trying to make it look like a human. Again. I think her eyeball went here. Is her ears on right side? I don't get it. Um. Anyway, she gets a lift. Jason and Bridget are still in his bed, not having sex, and uh, she wants him question. To... Why are they doing this? I don't just so he can see how to be close to a woman without having sex with her. Why is every woman he meets the one who's going to change him? You notice that every relationship he gets into, it's different this time. Uh, Jason's growing. Jason's learning. In fact, the only advancement I've ever seen Jason make in this show is to become deputy sheriff. Yeah, to hold a job better than slinging tar on a road. And he actually wasn't. He was actually in charge in that job, so it's kind of a better job. Yeah, plus he completely weaseled his way into the sheriff. He has no qualifications. Zero. Massive abuse of power. He's Absolutely. very incompetent. But anyway, uh, that doesn't matter because they're laying in bed not having sex. And uh, he's it's... like, hey, tell us something about yourself you never told anyone. And, she's, and uh, she said, I'll get the ball started. I cheated on a test once. Or actually, I let someone else cheat off me. 
He <laughs> says, oh, well, once I killed a sweet, innocent, non-threatening vampire to cover up a drug habit. Wait, what? Uh, 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 I, I mean, I like pink. <laughs> also, oh, I want okay. kids. I heard you guys fighting about kids. I want kids. I want all kinds of kids, except for their daughters, because I don't want them to be hurt by a guy like me. <laughs> I mean, this is just a mess of... Uh, is, is this an example of the not frequently seen reverse male slut shaming reverse you male. normally slut shaming is a so female directed activity or normally but can females. it still be called slut shaming why do you have to qualify it i'm just saying that there the, the, <laughs> all right that's that's the, the basic premise that a guy like jason can't have uh sexual relationships with many women of uh, and not have any attachments and not I guess you're. Uh, we talked about no, this a little bit before. No, that's absolutely cast. fine. I, I just yeah, it's think like there's that nothing it's, wrong with that. Just I like think that what he's doing is misleading. Why do you say that? Because I, again, I marathoned it and I wasn't paying uh, particular notes to this, but it seemed like he never really got into a woman's pants under false pretenses. No, I'm not saying that, like he pretended to be a doctor and then talked to a woman and sleeping with him. No, it wasn't. But a, I'm just saying how that I met your mother plot with Barney. You know, <laughs> is that he? I think he led the woman to believe that there would be some sort of relationship involved or something like that. How did he do that? By saying he want to have sex with them? By wooing them. Woo- over time. You know what I mean? Okay. Casual sex is different than trying to make a girl think that she's girlfriend material for you, this guy who's a notorious womanizer, and then womanizing them. Well, so I read... Because uh, there's a lot of what-the-fuck moments in Season 3. I think it's Season 3 of Weird Panther. Was that Season 4? Regardless, I was reading some background, and I came across one interview where they intimated... I can't remember if it was a writer or production person, or maybe it was Alan Ball himself, but they intimated that the Weird Panther plotline was partially uh, payback to Jason for being a, a womanizer. That's... And I'm like, being tied up and serially raped by a bunch of women is... Your That's payback for being a playboy? That's really That's, messed up. The, it's, there's something a little fucked up with the way True Blood portrays sex. You know, it's like they're whoring out Sarah and we're supposed to cheer for that. And and Jason gets gang raped and we're supposed to be like, yeah, son of a bitch. That's what you get for sticking your dirty dick into people. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of gross. It's the same as when you tell a woman who's wearing a short skirt that she deserved to be raped because she's what she's wearing or based on past sexual history. Yeah, you like having sex thing. with women, so you love having sex against her will. That they're I doing mean, to Jason, or that they, they, they did to Jason. Yeah. It's messed up. No, it is. Uh, but she says, hey, your daughter would be lucky to meet a guy like you. Wrong. I don't know. Just turned into Game of Thrones all of a sudden. There's sister, brother fucking. Now there's father, daughter. Uh, I don't know. So, let's move on to Sookie Landing, and she's miraculously not a puddle of goo. There must be some other oh, vampire structural integrity field that they're able to Guess the pr- blood, project. the blood spray trick worked. <laughs> yes, it did. He grabs her hose and just started, like, bl- <laughs> uh, so, nope. so, Bill, and I'm not making this up, the phone's ringing as they land. He's like, well, that'll be Bill. That'll be Bill calling. He calls. And, and they pause for a moment, and Eric's like, wait. Call me as soon as Bill dies. I want to hit that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. I can fly, you know. Bill can't fly. Uh, so when he's dead, come calling. Anyway. So Bill is calling on the phone to see if Sookie got the call from Eric that he wants to call upon her. And if it's okay if he calls on her physically. Say call again. 
Uh, call. <laughs> yes. Oh, but but he he starts wandering across the graveyard and he stops at his. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's his wife, his ex-wife's grave. Sarah. Sarah Compton. Yeah. His wife. Yeah. I think. Uh, or his daughter. He had a daughter. But before that, or during, or concurrent, whatever, uh, Eric finally makes it back to Fantasia, and Ginger jumps him and says, "You're not going to tell him, tell me that you weren't dying." And blah blah blah. Hey, he... stop for a second. Yes. How did Ginger get in the bar? Wasn't it just about? swarmed with Yakuza guys? Previously? And before that, had didn't Eric vampires? have to sneak out? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, you know what? I don't care. This works for me. Yeah, let's because because that's the thing. You're 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 ruining the best part of this show. <laughs> Stop it. This is the only redeeming part of this episode. Anyway, Ginger jumps his shit, and he gets all kind of like you know, Rory let Ginger. Us fuck. Lady <laughs> Zach and married her. Just says let us fuck. Yeah. It was glorious. I mean, it's like the it's like the Jason Eric sex scene from earlier in the season. They knew what they were doing and they just went for it. They did. And I love it. Do you see when Ginger when he said uh Ginger, it's time for us to finally fuck and she jumped up from the bar stool. Uh-huh. Did you see the giant wet spot on the stool? Nuh-uh. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. She just splooshed. Uh, anyway, well, she did just sploosh. But... She did just sploosh, but they didn't actually graphically show it, you sicko. He says, where did you imagine doing it? And she's, of course, saying, the throat, and I I straddle you. <laughs> she went in, like, dark places. She did. She yeah. has been she's been punishing the little man paddling the canoe for, for low so many nights, thinking <laughs> about this very scenario. And he, he's going to feed on her because oh, he's immune. He's going he's gonna to pop so a fang boner on her. Yep, she got that perfect experience. Drinking her nasty-ass blood, rips off her panties. She makes it about three humps. I don't even think he's got his dick no, inside her No, he still had point. pants on. She makes it three grinds and then has an elaborate series of orgasms that l- renders her boneless and quivering on... Like like Sookie. Like Sookie should have been after she came out of from orbit and landed in the ground in a smoking crater. <laughs> exactly. That's what Ginger's effect was after three... Uh, after pubic, three dry pubic, pubic mound rubs on Eric's crotch. <laughs> Which sounds about right, honestly. And they played this perfectly. That chair is just big enough. And they had a is... star fade into you. This ultimate like oh, yeah. romantic sex scene song. And mm. it's just... And, and the way the way uh, Skarsgård played this too, like yeah. she grabbed his hair at some point and kind of musted up, and he just has this kind of shocked or kind of stunned. It's like, are you okay? <laughs> it's just everything about it was perfect. Eric's on point this season. He really is. He's he's one of the guys not phone, phoning it in. Him yeah. and Lafayette, I like just still like Jason. Even yeah, though... he's got. You know what I like about Eric is that his accent doesn't have to work that hard. <laughs> he's got that vaguely European thing where you can tell he's traveled and he's learned a lot of languages. So it's okay if his accent's inconsistent. Ryan Quanton, who plays Jason, mm-hmm. is actually Australian. Oh, no way. Yeah, and uh-huh. he has the most perfect, consistent southern accent that, sure. of this entire show. So I just wanted to throw them some love. I do say when Eric <laughs> said the word unconscionable, yeah, it was like, you know, when a dog gets hold of a toy and chews it up and spits it out, you can still recognize the dog, the toy, but it's got like weird bite marks and the <laughs> paints. That's what that word sounded like coming out of his mouth. Yeah, just like the sentence, we can finally fuck. Yes, I can't even recreate it. He's just, I don't know how he does it. So he bids her a good night, goes down. She to the falls basement. asleep. Did you hear her snoring? No, I didn't. Yeah, she's actually snoring. Hilarious. Eh, it's good he go- fuck. 
he goes down to the basement, and god damn it, Pam, you've gotten fucking silvered by Yakuza for the third time this season. What the fuck? Yeah. How did this happen? Uh, I guess because they're pissed that Eric went off on a jaunt, and they knew he was up to something, and somehow they found out about Sookie, and now he's got the classic conundrum. Does he choose the side piece, the slam piece, or does he choose Pam? Well, kind of is Sookie's fault. Like, she didn't need to show up at the bar. No shit. She's a danger whore. Yes. Maybe should have never told her. Maybe perhaps go directly to Bill and offer him the cure. But... You, you know, like Eric, you fool. Oh, wait, he fool, didn't fool, know. Fool Eric wants shame on shame on you. Fool Eric twice, shame on Eric. Fool Eric for seven fucking seasons. <laughs> it's a goddamn disaster. He's a bit of a danger whore too, by vampire standards. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of his thing. So he chooses Pam, although Again. he's definitely going to. And then the other thing is, we just saw this man take down like thirty-two yakuza while he was infected with Hep V, armed only with a man's jawbone. Yeah. He can't fucking stop this elaborate Rube Goldberg death trap. With you can't this, just go over in there and rip that steak off the ceiling and with then like boom, the danger six over. shirtless yakuza. I I don't I don't I don't get it. Uh, he forgot that he can fly and has super strength and superpowers and can say he the was word paralyzed by fear. <laughs> uh, Bill shows up at Sookie's. And they do this kind of cool camera anger thing where he goes to knock on the camera and the the, the blackness of his fist. The void, would you call the it? The void. The, his wear baby fist uh, knocks on the camera and it blacks out the screen. <laughs> A f- official prediction. Yes. We only hear and see one knock because the Yakuza or Eric or somebody's going to show up to interrupt. Oh, of course. fateful meeting. They're on their way right now. They just established that. That's... That's that's a guarantee. Yeah, actually, the Bill and Sookie scene is happening an hour in the future. Mm. So they are already, like, pulling up in the driveway. I normally don't talk about this because I put it in the show notes and I start and end the show with it. But I think I'm going to actually start and end the show with Fade Into You. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> uh, this uh, the, the, the closing song and the title is uh, Love Is To Die by whom? Love Is To Die by Warpaint. Which is a really cool song. You guys should check it out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's The link to haunting. Amazon where you can preview it and do all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, I'm probably going to... It feels like a fade fade into you yeah, type of like episode. Yeah, it seems like Ginger and Eric love scene deserves the tribute here. One more episode. One more episode. They got to wrap up the Yakuza. They got to wrap up the New Blood. They got to wrap up Sarah Newland. They got to wrap up Bill and fucking Suki. And Jessica's got to have something. Uh, Jason's got to have something now. I mean, it can't. Let's just make be him some official with... predictions for what's going to happen in the next episode. So the last chance we'll ever get to do this. I'm still <sighs> on the whole. Uh, this uh, this super fairy Hep V is going to actually cure Bill of his vampirism, and he's going to be a normal human, and sh- she's going to actually. I actually like the listeners' theory. A lot better. What's that? Um, well, let me. Oh, we're not you, there you, you give me. You give me your prediction, and then I'll find her email. I think. You know what? I just thought about it, and it's so hard to predict what's going to happen because they could, they are doing anything they want with it. So I think maybe Bill is not going to die. Um, I like the fairy blast idea, but I just don't think that you would spend so much of the season humanizing Bill and pushing Bill and Sookie's relationship back together, killing Alcide for Bill and Sookie's relationship. Sure. 
to let Bill die in the last episode? That's not the True Blood fan service that, no, they've, of course that we've been Bill's promised. No, of course Bill's not going to die. Of course he's not going to die. Uh, Reed B. from Vancouver says, My theory for the end of the series, Sookie will use her one last fairy bomb to blast the vampire straight out of Bill Comp to make him human and thus unaffected by Hep V. And in the process, making herself human too, since she uses the last of her fairy juice, then they can live happily ever after and have human babies and be happy. I feel like it's a pretty strong theory. I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. Especially since she's down to 11% fairy juice and... You know, clearly not enough to kill a vampire at this point. Do you have I... any other official predictions? Nah. I feel like Jess- Jessica will break up and glamour Hoyt and Ginger. Or no, not Ginger. Okay. Uh, so to... Bridget, both. So they yeah. go back to Alaska and be happy. Um, For these last official predictions, I just want to play spin the iPhone. <laughs> and we'll okay. see how many are right. The number's not going to be zero. Okay. Are you going to actually spin the cell phone? Hell No. Okay. Go on with the feedback. First, we got some uh, advertisements to do. Trolloping, would you say? We're going to do some trolloping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I'm not too good to be a whore. <laughs> so here, I'm lifted up my skirts, come at it. If you like what we're doing here at baldmove.com, and gosh, we got so much stuff we're doing right now. We got uh, the following. We got True no, Blood. No, you're doing the leftovers. We're doing the leftovers. We got True Blood. We got Orange is the New Black. We're doing a Breaking Bad rewatch, starting with the pilot episode of season one. Well, that sounds interesting. We're doing the third episode of season one this week, uh, and, pro- and a lot more stuff that I'm leaving out. Uh, but if you like that, go to baldmove.com to find all the different ways you can support us. A few. And we're going to use... be doing American Horror Story. That, you're, you're pre-pimping, man. That's oh, bad form. You don't even know when, when when does it start. October? Probably. Uh, we'll know before the finale episode because we'll definitely be talking about our next plans. Okay. But at any rate, you go to subbable.com slash baldmove and find out how you can transmute money into cool custom content opportunities and bald move memorabilia and support us at the same time or you can go to amazon.baldmove.com it takes you right to amazon.com except for now anytime you buy you support bald move at no cost to you how sweet is that third please tell your friends and family share us using social media retweet our stuff share us on facebook all that stuff helps grow our network and rate us and review us on itunes that's how you can help out baldmove.com that's it that's it. That's all All you have to do. Let us get the feedback now. Ashley J said, question, and this is where we get to eat, a whole castle black worth of crow. You guys reference this fairly often, and where's the state of the Alan Ball as a showrunner again? An interview I read with Joe Manganiello. That's, that's Alcide, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he referred to someone named Bucky, and my research led me to Brian Buckner being the head showrunner this season. So are there two showrunners, or is this a thing? We're just full okay. of shit, it no, turns no, no. out, Ashley. Here's, here's where I got confused. At the end of season five, Alan Ball stepped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, season six, a guy whose name I can't recall off the top of my head was a showrunner for half the season before mm-hmm. Brian Buckner stepped in. Mm-hmm. And then it was announced that they were going to uh, do... One more season. The la- the final season. Right. Um. In the season six time, uh-huh. Alan Ball was just a producer and uh, did some edits and things like that. And then he really came back hard this season. So, but how? It was unfair of me. He's still the executive producer. And I, and I was I'm saying there's too. a difference between being 
the Coen brothers saying you produced the television show Fargo right. when you really had nothing to do with it. Sure. You and the Coen brothers making the movie Fargo. That's the difference there. Is your name's attached, but how much you're doing is different. I don't know what he's doing in any kind of way because he didn't write any episodes. He didn't direct any episodes. He's 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 an executive producer. Producing, but... overseeing, I don't know, sleeping with Charlene Harris. Whatever it is you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we apologize for the confusion, but we'll still make Alan Ball jokes. I don't apologize. Because... I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still just... make Alan Ball jokes because it's funny. Kind of, we think. Yeah, I'm going to continue to get my facts wrong. Do you reserve the right to get facts or facts wrong? I'm American, goddammit. <laughs> there's, there's only one. Alan Cecilia. Ball come back to showrunner seemed truthy enough to me. Yep. Shauna D said, I feel like this every step forward this finale season is taken, they take a couple of steps back. Uh, this is about the last episode. For example, I'm glad they didn't drag out the Numi battle and quickly got Eric back to his usual badass self. I don't think I could take the series ended with him all sickly or dead. But then they pull this Terra subplot that was lame, and I felt like it disrespects both the character and the actress. Other random thoughts? Why are the Yakuza workers playing strip poker? Why were they not wearing shirts? I assume it's to show off their badass ink. Yeah, one of the Yakuza guys in the basement wasn't wearing a shirt either. I think that's just their thing. Yeah. Uh, is there It's like to- a moth, you know, where the back of the moth is also looks kind of like a face. Some of them look like skulls. It's to ward off predators. <laughs> <laughs> you have a face on both sides. Is Eric going to come up with a plan to stop this evil Yakanomo corporation from hawking a treatment and not to cure? You seem to think he didn't give a fuck about it. I seem to think that that's probably not. Although, Pam is that villainous. I don't know if Eric's that villainous. What? That he doesn't care that they're trying to sell a, uh, uh, something that profits off a treatment but not a cure. No, I don't think any of them care. I think it's all about selfish gain. And, and I think if it were between Pam's life and the full cure, mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric would still choose Pam's life. And what kind of family just sits around while some hopped up V junkies wander through their house on some sort of vision quest? Anyway, here's hoping to be, they'll be able to tie things up. Well, I don't know what to tell you there, Shauna, because you can hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster because with one episode to go, I had high hopes. Halfway through the season, I was feeling good. Not really feeling good about how we'll feel about at least this finale season and the finale itself. But I don't know. They could do the all-musical and completely win me back. We'll see. Yeah. Or it could just be Ginger and Eric fucking hammer and tong the whole episode. And then they do, like, credits where, like, you know, Bill ended up eventually dying of Hep B. <laughs> Sookie then jumped off a cliff. Yeah. Jason fucked himself into an early grave. And I'm just going on and on. All right, on to new fo- feedback, on to new business. Ryan R. says this episode is a complete snore, total F. And then Ginger and Eric happen, A+. I'll go so far as to say A++++, would watch again. Would wash? Would wash. Leslie O. said, best use of fade into you ever. Yeah. I co-signed that. And Philip Z. said, uh, who is the natter, natterborn that you've never heard of and don't give a shit about his opinion. Wait, but he dropped off. He'll listen to the podcast. Come okay. on. Okay. Uh, what a crappy so. way to rid my remaining favorite character. A stupid letter with a voiceover. He's talking about Sam Merlot. And to think of all the time that was wasted on the storyline of Tara's mom. I just shut off my television. I'm ready to call this the lumberjack moment. Oh, this is the flounce moment? This is he's Wait, you didn't even finish the episode? No. You didn't even see Ginger and Eric? He peaced out. Fuck. He peaced out. That's why. 
that's why you hang around for True Blood for the occasional air, a sex scene involving Eric and another character. That's really awesome. I know. I mean, it's just you're either on board or you're not. It's pure camp. It can be really fun and well written mm. sometimes. Sometimes mm. the storylines are really intriguing. Mm-hmm. But most of the times it's just really awesome action and sex stuff. Heather said, want to speculate with you guys on whether True Blood slash HBO is able to secure the rights to the Led Zeppelin song of the same title for the series finale, which we're just going to head say it's thank you. Thank you, Bedetto. Uh <laughs> Bill's I- going to sing it, so shoot your idea out of the water. It would be a real get if they're able to swing it. Uh, yeah, as soon as I saw that title, I thought it was going to be Dido as well. Mm-hmm. And want to thank you hey leave it to steven moyer please okay we'll do uh but we'll see there's probably a couple how many other thank yous have there been many more than i thought i don't know we will see we'd have to do an ounce of research and that's not what we do in this podcast heather we'll find out together next week together heather nathan p said i didn't really appreciate the way they handled the hoyt and jessica plot that is an understatement of the year there, Nathan. And the first three seasons, the show message was, these two are destined to be together. Then from season four to six, they were told, we were told, Hoyt and Jessica, don't be ridiculous. These two would never work out as a couple. Jason and Jessica and Hoyt in Alaska is what works now. Suddenly, in the last four episodes of the final season, the show is telling us, oh, how ridiculous you all were. Jason and Jessica wasn't even coming true. Hoyt and Jessica is what we've been saying all along. How do we possibly hint at anything else? Now don't you feel stupid? Really, True Blood? Really? This is the couple you want to shove in our faces for the ending? Fair point. I am fairly outraged about the way this is all going down. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about it at length. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add? Do you have any more spleened event? God, no. You're spleened out? Mm-hmm. Another point, Jessica is evil. Just because she's losing her boyfriend in one scene and her maker in another doesn't mean you can go rip apart another couple. As if destroying Jason's relationship wasn't enough, now she has to destroy Hoyt's? She must be learning how to destroy people's hearts and feelings from evil Bill. That and the fact that she completely reveals a cure to Hoyt right after Eric told them not to. Boom. Also an attempt to seemingly pair everyone off by the end of the show, Jason's giving a character only introduced two episodes ago, not to mention Arlene's vamp lasting slightly longer in the series. Why not just kill two birds with one stone? I mean, look at it. Jason wants kids, and Arlene's entire character development is based on the fact that she got kids. Match made in heaven. Uh, nah, pass. <laughs> but I just had another interesting theory. What if all of the vampires that fed on Bill in order to become immune to the sun mm-hmm. also got some of that Billeth blood and they're part evil because of it? Mm. So in the final episode, I think all those vampires that are Billeth are going to form together to become like one giant Power Ranger evil vampire. Uh, excuse gonna- me. My, my generation would say that was a Voltron-powered vampire. Oh, get would you? get this Power you? Ranger shit out of there. Would you? Yeah. Well, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> he did kind of like the fact that Sam has to decide to love his wife. Is there even a hint of choice in choosing between a shithole town and your family? Chances are you don't really love them. But as I pretty much hated his character, it didn't bother me. We had this argument last episode. I yeah. I maintain that he doesn't really love her. No, I think all evidence points to the fact that she he, was just a hot slam piece that got pregnant. He he feels obligation to the baby, to Dream the to kids. the stray dog. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. Why is it always about the kids? It's all about the kids. I don't understand. Why can't you just have uh, like a happy 
childless couple. You can't. You got to be. You got to be some sort of whore or some sort of Madonna. That's the only two camps that they recognize here in True Blood: whores or Madonnas. <laughs> I wonder how uh, Lafayette feels about that. <laughs> Uh, he managed to be a freak in the sheets and the streets, and he don't give a shit. So. <laughs> uh, Lisa said, you nailed it, Cecily. They brought Jessica and Hoyt back together. But to what end? Hoyt is a huge shit. He dumps his Alaskan girlfriend in the middle of the Bon Toms. What the fuck? Fun fact, Hoyt is actually German for piece of shit. Oh, is it? Yep. Uh, Hoyt and Toit is, is, is how they say it. It's a, it's a big swear in, in German. Yeah, there's a reason some things went wrong over there. Uh, couldn't Eric... <laughs> yeah, basically, the Third Reich was founded on Jessica plus, plus uh, Hoyt. <laughs> that was their core doctrine that Adolf, Be- Adolf Ball wrote down in his, his, his book. Uh, couldn't Eric just fly and grab the dreidel before it fell <laughs> on the Pam? Pam, as badass as she is, seems to be the victim of a lot of pointless captures. We all know that she's one of the toughest characters in the show, so it makes me moan every time they do this to her. She's makes the wharf of this series. Yeah. Makes her moan every single time they do this to her. She's the wharf of the series. So you understand that joke? Wharf was the big, tough Klingon warrior, so anytime they wanted an alien to show how badass they, he was, they'd fucking bitch slap Wharf mm-hmm. through the holodeck wall or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. But the side effect is... Worf got bit slapped through the holodeck wall like 50 times. And you start so wondering. He's not a badass. Anymore. How tough is he really? If he gets his ass handed by everyone, mm-hmm. he's just all barking no bite. People are making jokes about it. <laughs> P.S. I hope Bill explodes into a blob of goo between Sookie's lave. That would be fantastic. La- between her labes. <laughs> Between her legs, that would be fan service for me. Oh, gross. He gives her an evil grin. Sookie, I never loved you at all. Kasploosh! Oh, yeah, that would wow. be... That's the evil Bill plot right there. He's yeah. going to hook her, rope a doper one last time. I knew it. And then just, as he's splooshing inside her, he splooshes outside her too. Ew. Boom. I'm done. I'm dropping a mic. You're this mic, this, this podcast is over. Uh, you can leave us feedback at trueblood at baldmove.com or you can go to facebook.com slash baldmove and participate in all of our show watches and our podcast threads, which are pretty fun. Yes, do that. And unless you have anything else to say. I don't. One last episode. Thank you for listening. And thank you is the name of the episode. Episode 710. We'll see you Sunday night. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Cecily. Bye-bye. Yeah,